The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This year, hundreds of compassionate volunteers like you will join Children's Hunger Fund to wrap tens of thousands of toys for children who might otherwise go without this Christmas. Sign up to come to CHF's LA Warehouse and be the difference between despair and hope. Located at Children's Hunger Fund Global Distribution Center, 13931 Balboa Boulevard, Silmar, California, 91342. Join us on December 4th and 5th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Children's Hunger Fund, helping to wrap tens of thousands of toys for children this holiday season. You're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. What's up? You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Uh, excuse me, it's Get the Funk Out. Right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right, Get the f- Out. All right, enough already. I get it. Hey there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. And first up on this morning's show, I have an author with the funniest book title. It's called Some Nerve. It's author Patty Chang Anchors joining me. And here's the premise. Have you ever wanted to try something new but chickened out? I know I have. Author Patty Chang Anchor was scared of everything from diving, public speaking, and most of all, failing. As she approached 40, she decided she needed a change to teach her daughters about courage 
she decided to challenge herself to be brave and documented her, her adventures on her blog, Facing 40 Upside Down. It's my pleasure to welcome Patty Chang Anchor. Hi, Patty. Hi there. I love the title. You have some nerve. It sounds like my grandmother. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think we all have got some nerve. We just need to remember to access it somehow. I know. I know. It's so true. How did you come up with this whole premise for this book? You know, um, a lot of people ask me, are you an expert on, uh, you know, how to get people to overcome their fear? I said, you know what? I started out as an expert in having the fears. Um, I was just this very anxious person, and I felt like the older I got, um, the more experiences I had sort of feeling out of my element and not so good at things, and the more cautious I became about trying new things. Mm -hmm. And my life was starting to become very narrow. Um, And uh, the thing about fear, I think, is that it feeds on itself, right? It's like you, you start out being afraid of a couple of things and then before long it's like contagious and it's starts so true. to take over your life um and i realized that with my kids i didn't want them to grow up as fearful as i was i wanted them to like somehow go out there and try new things and not care what other people thought and to not give up if something was too hard yes. and that i never applied that to myself in my own life um and so i decided to start trying to face my fears just the way i would hold them to one standard i was going to hold myself to the i love the it same. I love it. Yeah. Was there actually an incident where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm so fed up with myself. I'm such a fearful mess. You know, I thought um, that to myself, uh, oh, I would say uh, every second. <laughs> every <day. laughs> um, I think that, you know, when you see other people out there enjoying themselves yes. and you're not able to it really i don't know there, there's uh, people feel that you're protecting um yourself from mm-hmm. hurt when you don't put yourself out there but i think that you hurt yourself a lot when you hold yourself back you and do. You, you just feel like you're left out of the human experience you know you do. like um uh, at, uh, i have this fear of moving water mm-hmm. because i almost drowned on a river when i was a teenager <gasps> oh my gosh. and um Ever since then, it's like I would go to the beach, but I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. And it's like you could just see all these people having a great time. Um, and I just wanted to, like, hold up a megaphone and just be like, this is a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out. <laughs> what, Jaws? And There's a shark? Kids, it was even worse, you know. Yeah. It's like they wanted to run in, and I just wanted to hold them back. I wanted to physically keep them safe. Um, we do that, is, by yeah, the way. We uh, take our phobias and we push it on everybody else, especially our kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it, yeah, it, and it's more than literal, right? It's yes. like it, it represents everything in your life. <laughs> I thought we talked offline. I thought maybe you'd seen Jaws. I was telling you how, you know, I had seen Jaws. It ruined me. It ruined my husband. He was telling me, and I was nine years old. I went in the water, and a crab bit my toe, and I was like, <gasps> ah! and I scream out, and there's like a crab, and I'm thinking it's a shark, you know. <laughs> No, you know, I have never seen Jaws, and I don't think I ever will. Don't do it. And, you know, I'm supposed to be all about facing your fears, and yet yeah. I, I won't do it, because once I see something, I can't unsee it. Mm. You don't <laughs> watch scary movies, do you? No. I don't either. No. I don't. I don't. My, my imagination is overactive enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, there's no point. There's no point. So what transpired with all this? I know you came up with this blog, Facing 40 Upside Down. Yeah, I mean, when I started um, deciding to to face my fears, one of them um, is this out of the element feeling I felt in deep water. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started by learning how to dive off the diving board 
um, of a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have these uh, uh, much more adventurous friends who are like, what, did you skydive? Did you scuba dive? And I was like, are you kidding me? No, I dove <laughs> into like the nine foot or whatever, the, the 12 foot end of the swimming pool. Um, my daughter was scared to do it at camp. And I, uh, I thought, you know what, I can tell her over and over again that it's going to be okay. But if I don't show her that I'm willing to put myself out there, um, how meaningful is it? Right. And so I told her, look, if your mom can do this, and I, being up there, middle-aged woman in my swimsuit, I was like, I will definitely look more dumb than you will. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're right, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I started with that one, and it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. That's great. Um, within 60 minutes, I did two lessons, and within the, the second lesson, I was diving off the diving board <sighs> um, in a passable dive. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I felt like, my gosh, you know, I have told myself – forever that I wouldn't be able to do it, that I'd be too scared. And uh, it was okay. Yes. So if you that's lived. the case, then like what else could be okay? Right. Oh, I love it. And so what else kind of things if you documented on your blog, Facing 40, Upside Down? And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Patty Chang, anchor, author of Some Nerve. So um, I uh, put it out there that I was going to start doing this, and it was amazing how many people came out of the woodwork and said, oh, my gosh, I've been feeling the same way. You know, um, by the time you're facing 40, it's like uh, you've been doing the same thing for a while, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, and a lot of people were starting to feel um, either in a rut or um, feeling that uh, they wanted to show a better example to their kids, they wanted to spice up their relationships, they wanted the next half of their lives to be about growing rather than and shrinking. Yes. Um, and so I had a lot of offers from people who wanted to do things with me and who could connect me with teachers who could help. Um, I learned how to do a handstand. I learned how to ride yeah. a bike. Um, and then uh, the idea for the book came because there were all these interesting uh, people that I met and I wanted to be able to tell more about them and sort of get the expertise out there to, to show p- people that you really can conquer your fears. There are so many different ways to do it. Yes. And so in the course of researching the book, we did all kinds of things. So um, there were there was Toastmasters for the fear of public speaking, uh, women's self-defense classes just for, you know, physical strength. Wait, wait, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Public speaking, that's a huge one. I mean, did you have to prepare a lot for that? I mean, how did you, you must have been a little confident to do that. Well, let me tell you, public speaking is something that I always feel nervous about. I yes. always, like, go stone cold before I have to speak in public, right. but always do it because I just feel very passionate about the idea that we have these stories to tell and that they will connect with other people. And it's through connecting with other people that we learn and grow. Um, so I used to work in uh, as a publicist, and I would just train my clients to go out there and speak their passion. So I, it's something that I believe very strongly in, so I felt very mm-hmm. good about doing the Toastmasters. Um, and very inspiring, because it is entirely possible to conquer your fear of public speaking. I just saw you know person after person step up. And um, in the course of working with Toastmasters, they were able to do it. You know what I think it is, too? If you're really knowledgeable about your subject and you're really obviously passionate and you stop thinking when you look at everybody, oh, they're, they're staring me down. And you just think, I want to connect with these people because I have something important to share with them. Then I think you lose that fear. Yeah. I mean, I think that performance anxiety, like so much of that is about um, 
are people judging me? Are oh, they yeah. being critical of me? Yeah. Am I going to be rejected? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the fear of reje- pain and rejection, it's like it all just boils down to that. Yes. And um, it, that at the end of the day, not everyone is going to like you. Right. you know, not everyone is going to accept you. And if if you're if you're pinning your identity on that, then you're going to feel like every time you go out there that there's a risk of, you know, um, uh, it's like a suicide mission right. every time you go out there. Yes. So uh, I try so hard to let go of that and to just focus on what is it that I want to say? Why is this important? And the times that I've listened to other people and they've said something really powerful that helped me look at things in, dif- in a different way, what if they didn't do it? What if they were afraid to get up there and, and do that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we, we, each of us, we have the power to impact other people. And if we choose um, to not do that, you know, to live the smaller life, to have the smaller message, to impact fewer people, mm-hmm. that's a choice. Right. Um, if, we're, if you're able to sort of say, okay, I feel really uncomfortable, I feel anxious and stressed, and I'm not sure how this is going to go, but it's worth it because I want to get this message out to people, then that's what courage is. That's right? fantastic, yes. Yeah. Do you find that within seconds you've, sh- you've shook off all your you know, self-doubt once you start, you open your mouth? Oh, you know, sometimes it can really be like that. It's mm-hmm. like once I start um, telling uh, a story of a, a life-changing moment or, you know, I visualize the person I'm talking about, like the, 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 the people in my book had these major turnarounds in their life, like a, a friend was afraid to put her face in the water and blow bubbles. Oh. Um, you know, she grew up in Sri Lanka where most people didn't swim. They weren't brought up to learn how to swim. And now she's a um, middle-aged mom of, of three kids mm-hmm. and was starting to feel like she could get away with not learning, mm-hmm. you know. But then I took her to the swim teacher who focuses on adults who are fearful. And when she put her face in the water and came up, she was beaming. And she said she realized that she'd been carrying the story around with her that, you know, because she was an immigrant and she wasn't brought up to do this, she never would. And she's like, you know what, I don't live there anymore. And I'm my own person. And I could, you know, learn this and I could decide that I can do this. And it opened up this whole path in her life. So you hear how excited I got just talking about that? I've completely forgotten I'm on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That's good. You're supposed to. (laughs) Just no potty mouth. Right. Then I'll get in trouble. Um, Patty, that's that's incredible. Any other stories you want to share about people in the book? Um, oh, you know, I love the story of um, Carmen, uh, who is uh, was 47 years old, and she had not driven in 15 years because Why? when she was driving uh, and her daughter and her fiancé were in the car, um, she was in, got into a terrible car accident, and mm-hmm. everyone was very badly hurt. It oh, took them a very long time to get over the physical injuries, and she said, that's it, I'm, I'm dangerous, I'm never going to drive again. Oh. And everyone understood it. You know, it's like, gosh, if you've been through that, that's understandable that you'd be afraid to drive. Um, but then I met a woman named Lynn Fuchs, who was also in a terrible car accident when she was the one driving and her daughter was in the car and she was, uh, Lynn herself was very badly hurt. And she spent her recuperating time thinking about how could I have avoided that accident. Mm-hmm. And when she recovered, she became a driving instructor, oh, focusing on people with a phobia of driving. Good for her. And so the, the idea that, like, you could have one 
tragic incident and have two people take away completely different lessons from it, mm-hmm. I thought, well, what would happen if I brought them together? And so I brought them together, and their mm-hmm. lessons are um, the focus of the driving chapter, and it is amazingly powerful what transpires between the two of them. Um, it shows uh, Carmen does get back behind the wheel, and it shows that you can have the worst-case you know, scenario happen to you and recover from it. And it sure. is possible. And I, I felt like, gosh, if Carmen could get over her fear and turn that key, and then certainly I can get over many of my fears that are grounded in imaginary. So all these, all these different conversations you were having were actually motivating you to get over your stuff. Very much so. You know, um, I started off feeling like facing my fear of moving water was going to be the big um, challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And very bravely, I went to the beach and I bought a boogie board and I mm-hmm. went in and a wave knocked me down and broke my foot. Oh, come on. The first that was time like out? One of the first things that happened oh, when I was starting awesome. to write the book was that I was injured. So were you like, like, oh my gosh, this is a sign, forget it? Or you yes. Just, I was despondent. <laughs> Despondent. Oh. I was like, I am going to, this is going to be a very short book. Like, I'm not going to be able to face any. <laughs> it's like, I can't cook. I can't clean. I can't do laundry. I can't take care of my family. Like, there's no way I can write this book. Um, and so what I realized, though, watching all these other people face their fears is, you know, you know what? I have to try. Yes. You know, my daughter's swim coach said to her, if you say I can't, then you won't. You've yeah. got to say, I'll try. That's right. That's and right. so what ended up happening is that uh, I did end up learning to surf on Lake Michigan Ooh. in the winter. Oh, come on. <laughs> so the water was 36 degrees. <laughs> Why did you choose in the wintertime in Lake Michigan, Patty? <laughs> that is a crazy story. It's like when I was... Um, uh, on crutches, I met this uh, surfer, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like the last person you want to meet when you've broken your foot in the ocean is a surfer. Yes. <laughs> and he said, well, you've got to go back in the ocean. He's like, you have to face your fear. And you're like, I don't and want to. <laughs> I was like, do you see what happens to me when yeah. I face my fear? I mean, I think that I would, I sh- should just go back to, like, sitting on the couch eating cookies. Oh, like, funny. that is really what I'm made for. <laughs> um, but then he decided that he wanted to go surfing on Lake Michigan in the winter because it was a lark, and he never thought that it, he'd never done it before. He wanted to try. And so I thought, gosh, are there just some people who are fundamentally braver and, like, more adventurous? I think like, they are. does he have something that I don't have? And so I thought, you know what, I'll follow him, and I'll interview him, and I'll find out what his wiring is like. Right. And... I felt like he was this alien being. You know, I was like, there's no way any of this is going to rub off on me. I was going to say, were you hoping that he would, like, his whole vibe would rub off and you would be like, okay, I'm not fearful of anything? There was part of me that was like, oh, if I could just, like, drain him, like, if I could mm-hmm. just, take, like, be like a vampire, you yes. know, and just, like, take right. it into myself, that would be amazing. But I didn't believe it. I was really, like, short of a total blood transfusion. <laughs> it was oh, probably not going to happen. But... Long story short, mm-hmm. he did talk me into the lake, you know, in like a thick scuba wetsuit, and um, it was the craziest thing I've ever done. Hysterical. It was the coldest <laughs> I've ever been, and totally worth it. So here you were, blue, <laughs> freezing, <laughs> surfing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of um, holding fear is wanting to um, protect yourself from uh, discomfort. Yes. You know, it's just like I don't want to be cold and I don't want to be wet and I don't want to hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fall down. I don't want to feel that I'm bad at something. And that surfing experience was all of that. 
it was all of that. There was not one thing about it that was comfortable. But exhilarating. Exhilarating, I bet. Thrilling. Yeah. Absolutely thrilling. So you protect yourself from the discomfort. You protect yourself from the thrill. And it's like if you want to live, you need to be able to feel both. Mm -hmm. And so you said that was your worst fear, or is there some other fear that was your worst I feel like that one was my the most difficult physical one to get over because I think when you've had a traumatic experience, um, it can happen where the brain and the body just go right back to that moment. You know, like once you're plunged in the water again, I was back into the river um, as a teenager. So that's it, that can be a hard thing to to overcome. So that that took some work. I feel like the ongoing emotional fear that I deal with is this fear of failure. Sure, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I was brought up um, child of Chinese immigrants, really like, you know, academic success, career success um, were paramount. Mm. And uh, when you do that, then it's like you, you only want to take classes that you're good at. You know, you only yes. want to do work that, you, that you're good at, where there's a promotion ladder and you're going to go up one rung at a time. And um, for me, I felt like I ran out of rungs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I became a mom and I didn't want to do the high-powered career anymore. And then all of a sudden you were just free-falling because it's not like anyone feels particularly good at parenting. It's, that I that's know. true. Right? <laughs> I can read that, girl. Like if, if you have a need to succeed and a need to be liked and a need to – it's like – Mothering is not where it's at. No, no. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Mothering is a lesson in having some nerve, I feel like. It's like to put yourself out there all the time mm -hmm. and without any expectation for return. It's like you just have to keep putting it out there um, and just hope that you're going, you know, you're piloting the ship in in the right direction. So, Patty, let me ask you this, because the theme of this show is Get the Funk Out. It sounds like at some point in motherhood, you were in a funk. Did this book help you kind of find yourself and get you out of that? Absolutely. I feel like I really um, kind of lost my way mm -hmm. for a, a while in there. Um, this uh, insecurity of like, am I good enough, mom? Am I doing this the right way? Am I screwing up my kids for us? <laughs> um, we moved to a new neighborhood. It was very difficult for me to break in and make friends. Uh, I didn't have the big career to sort of pin my identity on. Um, I definitely felt like I, I was alone, you know. And then when you go out there and you start trying to face your fears and you start telling people that you have these fears to begin with, um, you realize that a lot of people feel the same things yes. and are going through the same things. And if you can experience feeling um, excited and trying new things and feeling brave with them, that's such a path to joy. You know, it's, all of a sudden it was like I had things to look forward to and new relationships. And now I, I, I do not feel afraid now going into a new setting. Um, I, I used to feel very out of place. And now I feel like, wow, you know, everyone here, like the world is just populated with people like me. That's true. Yeah. No, you're not in the only one club. Did you ever read your book, that book to your kids, The Only One Club? No, it sounds really good. It's a cute book. I, you know, because we all feel like, oh, what's the matter with us, you know. But now, look at you. I mean, you're ready to go, you know, thrive and do all these things. Do you have a to-do list? Uh, you know, it's so funny. My friends are, like, making one for me, and it's really <laughs> oh, <great>. scary. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend who um, uh, is a marathon runner, and uh, she, she sort of sparked the book, too. It's like she turned 40 and ran a marathon, and I was like, oh, my gosh, why would you want to do that? Like, yeah take your spare time to run and like feel like you're having a prolonged panic attack oh, like I, I didn't understand. I couldn't do it she wants me to run she wants to sign me up for a 5k 
Um, right. And then I've got friends who are bicyclists who want me to do a bike tour. And I've got, I mean, you That's name nice. it. I think 2014 is going to be very full. It's exciting. And you're all going to, you're going to document this on your blog? Yes. And you know what? I really invite people to come join us because um, the, the whole point is to share the nerve, right? So I'm running mm-hmm. the Some Nerve Challenge on my blog. If you decide Ooh. that you want to face a fear, um, declare it, like come to the blog, tell us, and then we can cheer you on and we can maybe connect you with other people who, who want to do the same thing. Well, I told you offline, mine is singing. Mine is singing, and I'm so fed up with myself. And I keep telling my husband, I want to do this. And do you ever, did you see the movie Pitch Perfect? You might not have. No. Oh, it, you should rent it. And it's so inspiring. And I actually reached out to one of the actresses in the movie on mm-hmm. Facebook and over the weekend, and she was like, you know, I don't even take singing lessons. I just sing, you know, on the weekends or throughout the day for a specific amount of time and just go for it. Just, just do it already. You know, I feel like singing and storytelling, these are like primal urges that we have, right? I think that um, we have the urge to do it and we have the urge to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And so don't repress yourself from it, you know? I think, I know. I think it's a great um, challenge to go for. And I really, really hope that you'll post some video or audio so that um, we can spread it around when you do it. Yeah, I had an idea. I ran it by Kelly from Kelly's Lot about um, getting some people that are actually singers to help me uh, give me lessons. I think that's great, and I think that's yeah. the other thing is that when you have something you're afraid of, you sort you sort of feel like you're alone, and then when you have other people who are there to say, "I believe you can do it," right. that it's so important. You know, it's like we do that for our kids all the time. We need that for ourselves too. Well, and the, I just want to say one more thing. And the other thing is, if you really want to do something, which I already now I have to do it, is you you tell people, and then they call you on it. Like, hey, how's that goal going? I'm like, uh, well, uh, <laughs> but you have to do it. You know, in in terms of writing a book and feeling like how do you want the story to end, like you've already started a story mm-hmm. by saying that this is something that matters to you. Yes. And that's vulnerable to say this matters to me, right? That's right. And so how do you want that story to end? So you don't want it to end with you saying, ah, eh, forget it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Patty, can you throw out your website and how people can find out more about you? Great. My website is my name. So it's P-A-T-T-Y-C-H-A-N-G-A-N-K-E-R. PattyChangAnchor.com. Wonderful. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. It was great talking with you, Janine. Take and, care. And Patty, mm. you have some nerve. Ah, no, you've got some nerve. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Patty Chang Anchor, author of Some Nerve. And if you want to find out more about her, you can uh, visit her website. Uh, her bio is up on my blog. And if you missed any part of this interview, it'll be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to play, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Kalpna Singh Chitnas. And if I mispronounced her name, I'm very sorry. I will get it right when we get back on the air. 